Bitch, you know it's LeBeau Bitches LeBeau and LePerry I keep them hoes like a fairy My hair be red like a cherry All of them niggas, they know All of them niggas, they know me All of them niggas, they know us Them niggas, they wanna be us Shout out to my nigga Kobe Throw them on that like a trophy LeBeau power it up like a Mophie LeBeau, that niggas, they low-key All of these bitches, they know me All of these bitches, they on me That bitch, she smile like emoji That bitch, she smile like a Whoa, damn, I might be posted up with Perry I be kind of the guy Keep a kind of in my side Cause these bitches on my car I need a mouth full of rice And I need me a rollie Need a mansion for my brodies Need my diamonds to be dancing Bitch, you know it's LeBeau Bitches LeBeau and LePerry I keep them hoes like a fairy Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Two Broke for Therapy a podcast with 20-something-year-olds where we sit down and tackle life's biggest problems. No, we are not therapists, but we will try our best to act like them and give our best opinions about things that are hitting us hard this week. This week, we have Chelsea and Sam with us. Hey. You, wanted, you wanted to say your last name. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to try it again. I'm not going to try it again. Can I say it? Sure. Shatine. Boom. Boom. Oh, we did it! Finally, <laughs> Chelsea Chatine and producer Sam. Producer Sam Hart. Producer Sam. Like Ben said, this is our podcast, Two Broke for Therapy. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thanks for all the feedback that you guys have given us these past couple weeks. Along with all of your guys' questions, we've got quite a lot of them, so we're excited to dive into them this week. We've got a quite a few interesting questions that I think this panel would be perfect to jump in on, since I think we're all pretty comfortable with each other. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, yeah, and just a quick podcast update. Uh, thanks for everybody who subscribed. It would help us out a lot if you guys could rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We're really fortunate to have you guys all listen, but that would be super cool if we could get some ratings for some publicity and stuff like that. So, Ben, you just recently got back from the local hometown of Huntington Beach for Passover. How was that? It was great. Got to spend some time with the folks, catch up with the fam. Chag Sameach to all my fellow tribe members. <laughs> Uh, gotta eat the unleavened bread. Gotta have some matzo ball soup. This is actually the holiday where Jews have matzo ball soup. Mm. So There's this a, is it? They don't this, do it any other time? You can, but this is the one where you're supposed to. Mm. Wow. It happens at other ones, but this is like, it's made for this purpose. <laughs> Does your mom go hard on the matzo ball soup? My mom's matzo ball soup recipe has actually improved dramatically over <laughs> the past few years, which I'm very thankful for. That's my mom. She's really holding down the helm of the cooking realm. I think my dad actually helped with the matzo balls this year, but she made the broth and the chicken, which was just, mm. Did it, Is it like a party atmosphere? What is a Passover? Have you guys ever been to Passover? No. No? I think I, I I've went been to Hanukkah. Oh yeah. yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people have gone to Hanukkah. Yeah. I've been to Passover last year with my ex-girlfriend, and it was very mm. food, hanging out with the fam, right? Definitely. Everything in Jewish history has a long explanation, but to give you the short explanation, Passover is a very based in tradition, so there's a lot of things that you do that don't make sense, but you do to do it so that you feel connected to the people that came before you. And case in point, a lot of families there, I do some things with my auntie that we've done since I was a baby, but I make the kharoset in a really weird way, but works out. Uh, kharoset is basically like applesauce with nuts and cinnamon and some wine in it. Ooh. But it's, it's delicious, and it's supposed to represent the mortar of the bricks in the pyramids of Egypt. Mm. Everything has representation, and everything has its own purpose. Uh, it is a big family environment. Did you sip wine? This is a... There are two Jewish holidays where you're supposed to get really, really drunk at. Yeah. Passover and Purim. Oh, so this is it. <laughs> this is one. You're supposed to down 
I think it's four to five glasses of wine before the dinner's over. Oh, man. And wow. that's like hefty glasses. I've had like two glasses of wine and I'm already wrecked tonight. It, <laughs> it, it provides for an interesting time, to say the least. Well, that's great. Wow. I'm glad you uh, are back. Thank you for being here. And I'm glad that we kind of have a family episode of uh, producer Sam, who's also here. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, hey. How, how's everything going? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Things are going well, man. I'm about to graduate in two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks? Two and a half weeks, yeah. Woo! Baby, are you doing the graduation at Giant Stadium? I think so. That's kind of weird. But That's gonna great. be great. Yeah, the family's She's coming into town. As well, yeah. You're also gonna graduate too. Well, I technically graduated last last December, but they only do one graduation per year, so I'll be walking in May. Oh, great! Yeah, That's gonna I'm be a great. Excited. That's gonna be a busy time for yeah. you guys. That's all around my birthday too. Oh yeah. Oh man, I hope it doesn't. It's the happen. weekend of your birthday. Well, I hope that that's a way of celebrating your guys' graduations. Hey. hey. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to get into my update real quick. I have a weird girl update. If people listen to the show last week, I talked about how would you go about telling a girl that she's cute if you have a mutual friend? And I kind of reached out to this person and I told them that I thought her friend was cute and we hung out on Sunday and watched Game of Thrones which was a great episode by the way. I want to have like a podcast within a podcast where all I do is talk about Game of Thrones but (laughs) I know that that's like only 90% of the population that do and you guys are in the 10 that don't so I'll spare you of that. But yeah I reached out to her and we started talking and I've asked her on a date and I'm going to go on a date this weekend with this girl. So thank you. And I just want to say, we plan to do a Tinder or Bumble experiment at the beginning of this, and I'm glad that this kind of came about naturally because it kind of gave me faith again in romance, or at least like meeting people through other people. Yes. And she's very cute. So I enjoy. Hopefully she's listening to this. Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) No. (laughs) You never know. Uh, Bashful Steve. She does. She's going to know. Well, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, She's going to know you think she's cute. Yeah, I'm already feeling anxiety about it, guys. So let's move on. (laughs) I also had a great weekend with my friends. We went through Golden Gate Park and kind of hung out. And also saw some redwoods and a lot of different things. So, and do you have a goal update? Do you have anything to update us on uh, the goal of getting Sam here as show? I have discussed shows with Sam. Okay. Uh, but it is still very tentative, as is the whole music industry. <laughs> it's all tentative until somebody actually cuts a check. But other than just getting the whole team up to speed. Yeah, I mean, we're going to probably hang out with you on Cinco de Mayo. Play I think some music and be some some fun times. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will be fun. So if you listen to this and want to just listen to Sam play music, I'm sure that that would be a, a chill experience. Yeah. I'll buy some tecates or maybe even a couple limes. Who knows? Uh, my goal update: still haven't drinking a beer. The last beer I drank was 12 days ago. Still drinking wine. This is a thanks for the snaps. This is a wine-sponsored episode again. Thank you, Chelsea and Sam, for buying this delicious wine. Everyone has given it good reviews. And, yeah, for the most part, I haven't weighed myself in two days, but I lost another two pounds, so I'm eight pounds down. Yeah, and I'm feeling a little bit uh, more energetic, I guess you could say. I said that last week, but even this week, I'm not so dedicated to taking naps. I'm actually trying to walk around and Mm -hmm. spend time outside. And then Chelsea, you have a you made a goal a couple weeks ago. Do you have any updates on that goal? Yeah, so I think it was two weeks ago last time I was here. Um, I was talking about, you know, working on developing my art and creating something that's a little bit more recognized. Um, and I also had an art show. So um, 
the art show went amazing. Just wanted to update everybody about that. It was a huge success. I, I guess I could weigh in on Stephen and Sam's opinion because they were there. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was like a Mad Men episode. I felt like I was back in the 1960s of San Francisco. Like, there was I've, a lot going on. There was a lot going on, and I've been here for, you know, almost right in between mm-hmm. two and a half years, so... It's really strange for me to walk into that experience and to never experience the art community before. Yeah. There's a lot of different people that I've never seen or knew that that stuff even goes on. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff is music related for us or yeah. just bars or, you know, anything like that. But to go into an artist like atmosphere mm-hmm. was very crazy. A lot of beautiful women. <laughs> I enjoyed it, man. It was a night out that was different than my typical night out. It was, like we said, pretty interesting. There's all sorts of stuff going on in there. Yeah, there was, there was yoga. There was ceramics. Massages. There was music. Breakdance fighting. Breakdance fighting. Yeah. There was break dance um, fighting. aerial artists. There was a girl hanging from fabric from the ceiling. I don't know what it's called, but I'm sure you've seen it before. Circus arts. Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know. There was, just, there was so much going on. Every spectrum was represented yeah, of art there, definitely. for sure. But I think the goal that I made was about doing a mural or something along those lines. I showed my mini mural and made a lot of connections that night that might actually start getting me some real mural spots. Um, So yeah, working towards that direction. But the art show was a baby step, so I'm really excited about it. Thank you. Yeah. Very sad I missed that. Yeah, Ben, it was... Uh, Miss you. I'm sorry, guys. If you love seeing Sam and Steven be uncomfortable, that was definitely <laughs> the, the perfect place to, to witness that. I think, I think me and Steven have, have had moments of being uncomfortable. Me and Sam have had moments of being yeah. uncomfortable. But there's never been a moment where all three of us are very, very uncomfortable. So I would love to... Uh, to experience it? Pursue that for the future. Hey, next art show, Chelsea, let us know. Let's be, <laughs> go and be uncomfortable together. I'm just so surprised because, like, everyone that I talked to, that was one of the most welcoming and comfortable environments I'd ever been in. And, like, you know, in terms of, like, the out atmosphere. So I'm surprised that you guys were so uncomfortable. It's just I mean, I was comfortable. It was a welcoming environment. It was just we had no idea what was going on. That's true. You were not expecting <laughs> I was any prepared. And it's, yeah, it was more of the social anxiety of being around people that I'm not normally around. I don't know. It's just me and Steve. We feel uncomfortable. That's us, baby. <laughs> that's what we get. That's what we do. We show up places. You need people to be professionally uncomfortable. Just holler at me and Sam. We, we'll just give us twenty bucks under the table. We're I good. I got you. I got you. Cool. So let's get to our next section uh, on some real shit. On some real shit. I watched Game of Thrones this Sunday, and I understand that there are people that have never watched that show. And I understand that there are people that want to experience a, a group atmosphere and sit down and watch a show like Game of Thrones. But it's also important to respect the people watching the episode. Game of Thrones fans are like also kind of smug. Like if you haven't watched Game of Thrones and you're at a Game of Thrones party, they want almost nothing to do with you. So I feel for those people as well. And I, I think anyone that hasn't watched Game of Thrones and actually took an hour and sat there and sat through a random episode, I apologize that you spoiled everything for yourselves. But at the same time, I welcome you. That's I my own solution. I, I just also think that there's 10 to 20 storylines happening continuously in Game of yeah. Thrones. So even the casual watcher <laughs> will have questions. And also just quickly on some real shit, Steph Curry, fuck your leg. Get better. <laughs> Go on. I was constantly around people that were so involved in Game of Thrones. Like, they had the memorabilia in their house. They had, like, 
everything and I was just so completely lost and I tried to watch episodes and it's just like so overstimulating I cannot I can't even understand what's going on half oh, the time overstimulating is a good way to put it <laughs> the people that watched it with us on Sunday were sitting there like oh my god this is so violent what is happening right? who's that guy so much violence and this episode I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody but it ends on like a disturbing moment so everyone that was watching it with us was like, what the fuck is going on? And respect to them, they don't know. And I do, and it was worth the wait. Yeah, it's okay. I actually don't even give a fuck. It's okay. I just um, wanted to speak So on some real shit, I hashed out some real shit with one of my good friends that I've been having some real shit with for a while. And it just felt really good to get that off my chest. Speak you know, your shout, mind. Yeah, speak my mind. Shouts out to her for uh, listening to the podcast, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, just, you know, initiating that conversation. I guess I just didn't really realize what kind of weight that was on me, you know. Um, it was kind of subconscious having beef out there with somebody, I guess, that I cared about. So, on some real shit, you gotta handle your real shit every once in a while. I completely agree. On some real shit for me... Uh, been in a point lately where I've just been feeling very spread thin. Very spread thin. There's a lot of different things that I love that are pulling me in that direction. These areas include my parents, my girlfriend, my job, this podcast. A lot of things that I'm really trying to develop and invest myself in, I really just don't feel like I'm able to give it 100%. And I feel like everything's coming back at me saying, I want more. I want more. I want more. So I'm really at a point right now where on some real shit trying to figure out what I actually value and cut out some of the things that I don't value and really do a better job of the things I do value. I'd rather be really, really good at a few things than doing everything and being okay at it. Thank you for saying that. That's like really interesting actually. Very it, honest. I, it's, a, it's a common defense mechanism I've, I've developed over the course of my life. Just being a very <laughs> hyperactive very involved person. It's just very easy to get involved with many other things and not really think about doing them because you're constantly going. There's no real thought into it. And a lot of people think like, oh, you really have to think about all the things that you're doing. But no, when, when you have meetings lined up from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. and there's no real break, there's not a lot of time for thought. You just kind of do. You just follow. And that's not really something that I want to be doing anymore. I really want to choose. On some real shit. Fuck Donald Trump. Wow. All right. Let's leave it at that. Ooh, nice. Golf clap to that. Nice. Good job, Sam. Way to, way to keep true to the on some real shit. FDT. Yeah. yeah. FDT. Oh, wait. Can I just throw this in there? Yeah. On some real shit, a moment of Coachella I didn't get to talk about was YG came out. Yes. And he did fuck Donald Trump. Yes. And had literally all of Coachella singing fuck, fuck. Donald Trump. So this is the part of the show where we like to intro the guests. We have Chelsea here, who is our guest for the episode, since Sam is the producer and produces at the end all of our sick mixes, which we forgot to say at the top. So Xander Wave and producer Sam are both here, as well as Taco Boy. Now, uh, Chelsea. <laughs> all the same person. All the same person. Uh, Chelsea, so we kind of have been waiting to talk about how you fit into Ben and I's life, as well as producer Sam. So... I'll just start with the basics, and then you can kind of fill in the rest. Okay. You are Sam's girlfriend, yes. and I've known you since I've lived up here. Yeah. Ben has known you time. probably since the beginning of your guys' relationship, correct? I was one of the first people to tell Sam that he should talk to Chelsea 
This was at a time when I was still dating my ex-girlfriend, Braylon. Oh, shout we, out to Bray. I love yeah. her. I hope you're listening. She would be a person who listens to the show. Right. Um, me and Braylon always come up and visit Sam because you guys were like my one-stop shop for vacations. Yeah. I remember sitting down with Sam afterwards and I was like, hey. And he was like, no. He was like, no. No. And then I think right after we left, you guys started chatting it up and I think Sam hit me with a text a few weeks later and he was like hey yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so, does that, does that storyline really does that coincide with what you remember I mean but I've known Chelsea pretty much since I've lived up here she's always been around and uh, a welcoming force to our friend group and definitely helps give us uh, not only diversity but other opinion and holds it down for pretty much everybody in our group of friends as the female opinion Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just wish you all could see my face right now because I'm just like bright red from blushing. These boys have never sat here and talked about me before. So this is just really weird. I'm happy you guys like me. Uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, guys. <laughs> Where we make people uncomfortably happy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's nice to have you on and, you know, you are kind of the pod mother of our whole group, so... Very you know, people will be hearing a lot more of you, and it's great to have you as kind of a reoccurring guest. I know people are a fan of your outlook, and thank you so much for being here today and being with us, as always, and keeping Sam happy and not getting upset that he doesn't shave his beard. Uh, I'm so upset. You're upset? I think, upset. I think this is a beard talk with Steve, but I think Sam's beard is great. I've, I've always welcomed just the unkept Sam. It's, I've it's watched the evolution of it. He's like a little caveman right now. But he could be a little boy. So I prefer the little caveman. You know what I mean? <laughs> Clean I prefer shaven. The boy. You prefer the little boy? I, I like prefer the, the happy medium. I just like the nice shaved, like not shaved, but okay, trimmed like, beard. Not all in I have not heard this dialogue until the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Should I keep my beard? People have been telling me. I like me that, it. Okay. I like you with the beard. It's great. Thanks. Is it welcoming? Do I feel warm with a beard? Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Do I feel warm? Uh, you feel, you feel, uh... Your beard would not keep me warm, Sam. Yeah. Let's say this. I, I'd be a lot warmer in a snowstorm, I think. <laughs> your, your cheeks would get a little cold. Anyway, I want to ask everybody a question, right? Since you're the guest, I want to ask you first, and then we'll kind of go around the group. This is a simple question. It doesn't have to be anything crazy because we're about to dive into the hard-hitting question. So mine is, we're all excited for Drake's new album, Views. What is your expectation from Drake on this new album that's very hyped up? I'm expecting the most. I'm always expecting the most from him. It's very rare that he puts anything out that I don't. Like, I think I'm going to be disappointed at first, just like every other studio album that he's put out. Okay. I think I'll grow to love it at some point. So I always you... appreciate what he does his music. I will say I'm not really feeling this One dance? Jamaican dance music that he's doing, this work spinoff. Mm. It's not really my thing, but... That could you know, just be one song. I it, it could. I mean, it could just be one song. could just be one dance. Oh, I but like that. But on there. Yeah, that's two songs. Two songs, yeah. And I, I didn't. I will say, I actually, I did not like that song. I think for me, I'm expecting at least a good conversation. I think yeah. this album will stimulate a lot of people talking about it. Oh, I'm excited for it for sure. I think after what a time to be alive, 
Hotline Bling. I love uh, pop, pop style. style. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting some good songs. Um, I'm interested. I'm very interested. Yeah, and, you know, it, it should be interesting. Ben, as the biggest Drake fan here, what's your expectation? My expectation for this is similar to Sam's, is usually right off the bat, my bar is so high, and he's usually trying something new that I'm a little bit skeptical, but as time goes on, I grow to love it. I, I love this fact about Drake, is that you always find this one song, maybe it's just me, you find this one song about three, four months later where you're like, damn, this song's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear it before, like, Cameras from Take Care. I was like, totally went over it, and then, like, six months later, I was like, this is the best song in the entire album. <laughs> I just hope he has a song that features Skepta. He is. Skepta said that on uh, his I'm, low interview. I, I'm, I have high hopes for that song. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, with Drake, uh, in quotes, uh, signing to Boys Better Know label, or whatever it is, it's he's bound to have some UK different sound addition to it. And I, I think that's really his style, is like he's showing range. So first you had So Far Gone, which was him with a high falsetto and only 40. Then you had him on Take Care, which was him blending together the high falsetto and him actually rapping. Then you had... Um, if you're reading this too late. No. Yeah. <laughs> then you had no- Nothing Was The Same, which was a lot more of like heavy hitting hip hop tracks, a lot of like trap influence and him actually rapping. But, but like the biggest song off of that album, I think, is Just Ho- Hold On, We're Going Home. And that's a very like singy Drake song. Yeah. I mean, he's always said too, like when I'm, when, I'm sure. do- when I'm done having fun with it, I'll be done with it. <laughs> but... Yeah. At least he knew. I don't inspired by Drake wine. quotes. Um, when he's when he's done rapping, he'll be done rapping. He's saving the singing for later because he knows that's an old man's game. Rapping is a young man's game. And I, you know, I think "What a Time to Be Alive" is an album that, although it wasn't like more of a mixtape, it still got a lot of people to respect Drake more as a straight up rapper. Correct. I, I mean, I, I would agree. I would agree with that statement. And I mean, he's been tagging up with people just doing the rap thing pretty much for the past couple months, so I'm excited to see where yeah, he goes with this one. That and uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. We're both pretty uh, on par with what the rap game has been producing at the moment, I would say. So it's going to be interesting to see what direction he goes with this. So Views, guys, comes out this week. Check it out. <clears throat> We're working with OVO on a little collaboration. Uh, I also want to say that Going back to our previous segment on some real shit, um, I'm so happy to see Drake holding it down for Apple. Yeah. Exclusively releasing it on Apple, on Apple Radio, doing it exclusive with Zang Lo, the whole nine yards with Apple, because there's been no other artist, at least in my realm of listening, that has done that. All I've been hearing is title this, title that, title this. And I'm so over it because all it's doing is allowing pirating to come back because now there's too many options. Speaking of title, what do you guys think about Kanye and Title's lawsuits with all of the aggravated Kanye fans over the release of his album? I think that no matter what, Kanye will settle these lawsuits if they do move forward. At the moment, I know that they proposed lawsuits to him. I also think that, you know, Kanye, like he said, it might have only been for Title, but he wants to release different iterations of the album, and the iTunes cut is different than the cut from title. I've listened and noticed the differences for sure. So, you know, he could do whatever he wants and Jay-Z is still kind of pulling out of title, but he does have deep connections with them. And also speaking on title, uh, that's the only place you can listen to all of Prince's music on the internet right now. 
you can't go to Apple Music, you can't go to Spotify. So a lot of people have signed up after that as well. And Long with Lemonade mm-hmm. from Beyonce. What do you guys think? I haven't listened to it. I don't really give a shit. Sorry, uh, but I'm I'm a I'm a white male. I love Beyonce. Shouts out to her for doing her goddamn thing. But your boy doesn't have time for that. <laughs> who's, who's Becky with the good hair? Who is Becky with the good hair? I'm dying to know. Rita Ora. Ooh. Rachel Ray, just because I think that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so Stop. fucking funny. It's Paula Deen. Ooh. Nobody knows that. I don't think it's anybody. She's released so many breakup songs. Like, who wants to hear about a happy marriage? I mean, happy marriages are awesome, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? She has to have something to sing about, and that's what people are going to relate to right now. All the so singles who, ladies. Becky with a good hair probably doesn't even exist. Uh, to speak on Chelsea's question about title and the lawsuit, my feeling comes from a place where I don't want to be caught in this, mm-hmm. and I think Kanye is the most radical version of this, but just like being held accountable for something you say in the moment, and that's something that Twitter is completely catalyzed, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't like it, but I understand why it's there. And I don't want Kanye to be held accountable for speaking like that because he's a very passionate person and like he's a very big character and his personality is out of this world. Yeah. So for him to say something like that, I don't think it's out of character for him to say something to that magnitude. And I too don't want to be at a point of that same stature and say something like that and be held accountable like that and just get slapped with a lawsuit because I'm so passionate. So we're going to dive into the questions for this week that you guys sent us and asked, and then we'll get into our questions. I asked a question to the group this week that I have been struggling with, so let's kind of dive right into them. The first question was asked to us from a guy named Donald Trump, and this question is kind of risque, I guess you would say, so I'll read it because I thought it was super funny when I read it the first time. Um, So Donald Trump asks, Recently, the girl I've been seeing and I have been starting to smash, which I believe is the way Future says, uh, have intercourse. A couple nights ago, she asked me to choke her during the act of sex and told me to even spit in her face. I'm in college, and all the girls before her were usually cool and not so aggressive slash up front about this kinky New Age Tumblr girl shit. Is this how some girls are? What should I do going forward? Have you guys ever experienced this? First off, I just want to say I love that he said kinky new age Tumblr girl <laughs> bullshit. I think that's fucking hilarious. So shout out to you, Donald Trump. I'll just start with the first question, which is, is this how some girls are? And is this more how people are, right? Is this something that is kind of different, like people being into kinks and stuff like that? I think the answer is pretty much yes, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's all sorts of strange things out there that some people are not accultured to especially living here in san francisco all you got to do is walk down Folsom street during the Folsom street fair and you're going to see some shit that you're going to be like whoa that's actually not that weird and i think the most important thing here is that she's giving you consent and telling you to do these things if you were to just out of nowhere do these things to somebody that could be seen as like abusive or scary but the fact that she's telling you like yes i want this do this if you're into it, go for it, man. Like she said, it's okay. Green light says go. Yeah, I've definitely been in situations where things have gotten a little bit weird. Multiple situations, I would say. So my biggest thing is they're going to tell you what they want as they get more comfortable with you as a partner. I think everybody kind of has a learning curve and getting comfortable with one another. It's just like a first date. The first time you have sex, I'm pretty sure every party involved wants it to go well. 
So as people get more and more comfortable, they start exposing what they like. And I think some of the best sex I've ever had has been with people that are completely open with me, or at least in the act, tell me something that they like to do because the whole deal, right, is to please each other, hopefully. Even if that pleasure comes with pain, perhaps, who knows? I think what he's asking here is that this happened right off the bat, it seems like. Yeah. This This was early, not not a well-developed relationship True. just comes out like, hey, I want to try this. This kind of seems like a... Well, he's in college, so it's got to be like a... <laughs> oh! <laughs> to him. Where do you go to college, bro? <laughs> Probably BYU. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Cut that out. <laughs> so, is this how some girls are? Apparently so. Yeah. And if this is your new reality and you are finding girls like this, this is the crowd that you have now entered... So if this is not somebody that you should want to continue with, I think try and find a different crowd of girls because at least from my experience in the college community, where you party and who you party with, it it all kind of relates to each other. It's really hard to really jump into a random party scene and just find somebody unless you're at like an insanely huge campus like USC or one of these like big Ivy League school. Even then you still have relations. So I mean, find the crowd you want to go with and maybe the stray one of the group, but... I've met plenty of girls randomly that I didn't meet at a school or anything like that, and as time progressed, things got a little bit more interesting, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think if people are open with you, you should at least, you know, take that step in the direction to experience new things, and then that's a way of you finding out if you don't like it or not. And I think his second question is, what should he do going forward? I think... Take all those experiences as you can. It's college, dude. Do what you want to do. Experience everything you can. Yeah, I mean, I think the important thing is do what you're comfortable doing. If you're not comfortable with it, don't do it. Don't just do it because she, you know, she wants to do it. You also have to. That has to be something that you're consent. willing. Yeah, you have <laughs> yeah, to give consent. consent. You know, just because you're a guy, or at least a seeming, you know, to be male, Donald Trump. Um, yeah. That you do have to give consent as well. You know. I, By the way, why are you calling yourself Donald Trump? That's so creepy. And you're talking he's about to be smashing funny. some yeah. young girl. Like, I know. Oh, I mean, I think he's just talking freaky. about. I think he's this just is being freaky, a funny guy. Man. <laughs> Shouts out to you for just making up a name. It's better than us having to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> and have you guys ever experienced this before? I guess is the last part of the question. You guys don't have to go into it. They're looking at each other awkwardly across the couch. <laughs> Ben's doing a big uh, hand I, wave. I, I can honestly say never. I. My, my sex life is not a crazy sex life. There's, there's no, like, weird shit that happens. No Tumblr shit. No. I'll yeah. just say I'm not down with spitting at all. <laughs> if somebody spit in my face, I would straight up sock them in the mouth. I would be so mad. Like, what? <laughs> what? Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam winds up with a pitch. Uh... Do not even. I'll just say there has been a time where a girl has asked me to do that. I've actually done that. I've been very... You spit on somebody? Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that chill. I'll tell you that it wasn't that chill. I have been with an eclectic group of women. No one would thing? say the difference. This isn't a thing. It's more of a domination type thing in the sexual community. I know that sometimes girls like to feel like they're almost being taken advantage of in a strange way. I don't know what everybody's personality or kinks are, but this happens. And choking girls has become more and more popular. I can't remember the last time I've had sex with a girl 
and wasn't asked to choke somebody. Like, no matter how long the relationship was. All I want to say is I'm open to anything because I think experiences are worth having, and I also want to give whoever I'm into at the time what they want. So that's all I have to say on the topic. I have experienced it, dude, and all I have to say is you don't know what you don't experience. Like, if you want to see if it's something that interests you, although I would never say just have sex with someone the first time and spit on them or choke them out, I say you always wait for them to bring it up, and then at least you know going forward that you're comfortable doing so. That was crazy. Great topic, My mom listens to this, Mom. I'm sorry, but <laughs> shouts out to you for giving me life because let's just say I'm enjoying it. Uh, ben, so, you want to read the next yeah. question? So oh, our, God. Our, our second question this week comes from Tapatio Man. Tapatio Man. Tapatio Man asks, I work a 40-hour-plus week and recently have been getting serious with a lady. My time is taken up mostly by sleeping in my free time or attempting to see this great new person in my life. It recently just became really hard for me to balance everything, and now I, now I find having barely enough time for me. Have you guys ever had this happen to you, and how would the panel deal with this time management situation? And keep in mind, I do really like this person. P.S. Love the show. Really finding the flow. Thanks for giving me an hour a week to actually enjoy sitting at my desk. Shouts out, Xanderwave. Shouts hey. out to Xanderwave. Hey, Xanderwave on SoundCloud. Thank you, Tapatio Man. That was a great question, Tapatio Man. Do you want to dive into it? This is something you love, time management. Yeah, this is like, hits me right on the head. This, this was in my On Some Real shit as well. I too work a 40 hour plus week. I have a very serious girlfriend who is in long distance. I am also a person who needs a lot of me time, personally. Of course. Finding a balance is probably... I'll say this, if you're asking this question right now, then you are thinking very similarly to how I think. So if you are actually trying to find balance, that's literally the hardest thing that you can find and is going to be the most difficult thing to pursue for the future. So from my perspective, yes, I've had this happen to me. It is currently happening. So I feel you, Tapatio Man. What's up, Tapatio Man? So I also work a 40, 40 plus hour week, and I also go to school, which I'm hopefully graduating in two and a half weeks. Got to pass my classes. But I'd say, again, I agree with you, Ben. I think finding a balance is the most important thing. Obviously, work is very important. You know, you can't sacrifice those things, but I think the most important thing that I've found when it comes to finding that balance is being upfront with whoever you're, you know, trying to split that time between. If you tell this person, you know, you're upfront with how you're feeling, hey, I've had a really long day, you know, people have to understand that. And if they don't understand that, then that, you know, that's a problem that you're going to have to face. Finding that balance, you're going to have to tell the things that you're looking, like the things that you enjoy, your me time. Hey, this is how much me time I have for myself in a day, and you're going to have to find that time to spend it. And you're also going to have to tell this, uh, this significant other, like, hey, you know, maybe I can't, I can't do this because I need to sleep. But just being up front with them is kind of the key in that, that situation. Chelsea, go for it on the other side of Sam's life. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that everybody has had to say. Um, communication is really important. Being able to tell people what you need. Um, and just speak from speak from yourself and be able to serve your higher purpose because you know if you're not serving yourself you're not going to be able to serve your partner the way that they need the better care that you're in the better care you're going to be able to give anybody else and you know people talk about finding me time a lot but sometimes you got to be a little bit more creative about it and rather than really trying to carve out me time try to find 
little activities that you do in your life that you can convert into me time. Like girls are, I feel like really good about this. Um, cause you know, we do face masks and all this other stuff, but maybe it's taking time to just, you know, meditate on your 15 minute break rather than going and getting a cup of coffee. Like it's making rather than, um, you know, trying to find time. Cause if you really don't have time, you just don't have time. It's about making, sometimes it's about, about making better decisions. Steve, how do you feel about this question? You know, in my past relationship, uh, my last long-term relationship for over a year, towards the end of it, I definitely started feeling a little bit beaten down from my job, also from having to give a lot of my efforts to someone who had a lot more free time than I did. So I think the best way that I found time for myself is just like Chelsea said, I would just take long walks. I would say, you know, I never really lied to anybody about what I was doing with my time, but if I really needed time for myself, I would just say that I was busy doing something maybe work-related or, you know, it's important to find time for yourself, and I don't encourage lying, but if there is a part of you that does need to take a couple hours to just sit alone and maybe resonate on your decisions, that's my biggest thing is just kind of making sure that I have time to resonate on all the things that I've actually decided upon over the week and also committed to as well. So if I did commit time to the person that I was seeing, I would make sure that I would give them that time, but also try to whittle or swindle even to a point which is not a good thing in a relationship and why I think that relationship ended is because I needed so much time for myself because I wasn't happy. Steve, I think you touched on a really good point there that the time you spend with a significant other really doesn't compound itself until you're not happy with the time you're spending with yourself. So if you really find that you're needing to spend that time by yourself to figure things out, then it creates a hamper on the entire relationship as a whole, at least I feel. So if this is something, tap to your boy, that you feel like is really starting to happen now, I think you need to take a take a look at whether the relationship's evolving into something that you don't want it to become or whether this is something that you want to take on more of. And I think you need to make that hard definition for yourself. I think you're completely right. I did get to a point in my past relationship where I wasn't happy with the time that I was committing to the relationship because I wasn't happy in that time. So taking a step back and making more time for myself was kind of a way to fix that within my own personal spectrum of how I felt. But in the end, it didn't really work out because I just wasn't that happy. See, that that's where it gets you is like you need a if you're going to take that time to really develop yourself, you need to take that result that you have and bring it back to the relationship yeah. and a lot of times you come out of that self-reflection period so exhausted from helping yourself that you literally don't have the energy to put towards a relationship so so you just need to make sure that if you are going to take that big departure period that you need to come back full force and usually the significant other is going to be willing to go along with that ride with you it's just such a hard thing to wrap your head around when it's something that you yourself are struggling with yeah, one of the biggest parts is the last girl that I dated, although I know nobody here really likes her, but for a month and a half I was very motivated to spend time with somebody and give a full effort because I did really like spending time with that person. So that's where I kind of noticed that shift change, and my biggest advice that I would give to you is, you know, the person that you do like and care about, you're going to feel a drive to spend as much time with that person as you can and or feel the drive to at least be honest with that person about the time you can spend with them. And, you know, Tapatio, man, I know Ben called you a boy earlier. I respect you as a man, 
and I hope that we kind of gave you some advice on your question. And the next question I actually ask to the group, we're going to do this really quick, all right? Um, at the end of your day, how do you relieve stress? How do you, each of you guys, like, calm down after you get home from a long work day? Uh, recently, I've been struggling with leaving the stress of work at work or even mentally separating myself from the job. So just kind of a quick antidote of what you do to relieve stress. And, you know, everyone could say the dark arts, but maybe something else. I think for me it's a little bit uh, obvious what I've been doing lately, but for me one way to come home and separate myself is to you know dive into music for a little while. Even if it's just playing, playing music through iTunes for a little bit, it's something that I only really have the opportunity to do at my house, so it kind of separates me from the rest of my day. It's something I look forward to. Um, even if it's only 10 to 30 minutes, you know, it's a fun time to be able to uh, just kind of sit back, relax, you know, yeah, I think my biggest thing that I've been struggling to do is being creative, you know, kind of just getting home, lounging around, and just letting other things stimulate me. So that's why I like this podcast, because there's been days like today, I worked on the podcast for probably an hour just looking at stuff. Last night I did some analytics with the homie Lewis, shouts out to you for helping me with that. Spending time on yourself is a great way to separate things from work, you know, focusing on yourself and doing things that you want to excel at, especially. What about you, Ben? You've always got great advice on this stuff. Um, I usually break it down into three or four steps. Um, typically, my this might just be me, but my emotions are very dependent upon how hungry I am. So usually, as soon as I'm off work, I make sure I eat because I'm a cranky person no matter what if I eat. Uh, second thing is, especially with all the traveling I've been doing, trying to fit in some kind of physical activity, whether that's going to the gym. I've finally been trying to play volleyball lately, which has been providing me a lot of happiness. And that is a really nice for me too because physically keeping your phone in your bag away from everything, just totally engaged in what you're doing, which is what physical activity does if you're doing it right, has been really huge for me. Then usually after that, I really try to catch up on friends and family and conversations that I've kind of left drifting through the day uh, because as a lot of people in my life know, I'm not the best at responding. I also spend a lot of time on my passion planner just sitting down and making sure that all my thoughts are organized. And I just have this feeling that once it's written down in there, it's at least somewhere that's not in my brain anymore. Just <laughs> having to, that anxiety of just having to remember is finally released. And I'm just able to just look at it when I need it and know that it's there. Just like you said, separating yourself from your phone for physical activity, although this isn't a physical activity, my big thing is if I've had a really bad day, I'll go and see a movie by myself and then just turn my phone off and leave it in my bag for the whole two hours. And as a guy who gets emails to his phone every 10 minutes about work and stuff like that, it's definitely important for me to just disconnect and feel like I don't have to focus on anything but what's going on on the screen. So just like you, I think that's a big thing too. I think what all the guys have said are really, really great pointers. And I think for me... Um, what it what it boils down to is finding something I can be really conscious in. And I make a very conscious decision about that every single day, whether it's cooking a meal, uh, whether it's finding something that I could turn my phone off to, listening to music, creating art, doing a face mask, cuddling with my cute cat who seems to be very interested in this podcast recording right now. Shouts out to Theo the cat. <laughs> 
Um, it's just really finding consciousness in that activity, you know, not thinking forward to the next thought, not thinking about somebody else, not thinking about what's due tomorrow or what happened yesterday or what should be happening right now, but really just taking time to just take a couple breaths and let all that go for a second, you know? I feel like my inner yoga instructor is coming out right now, but it is really just finding consciousness in that activity that you're doing because if you can't do, if you can't find consciousness in what you're doing, are you actually doing it? Or are you just following the motions? I completely agree. I cannot agree more with you, Chelsea. There was, <clears throat> I, I listened to so many different people, right? I don't remember who this is from, but it was a whole discussion about putting out fires in comparison to planning ahead so that you aren't in that just like constant like falling pit of constant action of trying to do something. So I think that's huge too is if you're going home and you're constantly worrying about what more you have to really focus on for work, then that means you're not really planning ahead for the future. And that's where I think really having a planner or something organizational for your own life can help out. People love your passion planner. I know Nick Siegel has one, and he, yes. he lives by it. So if you are looking for some sort of guidance, Ben's Passion Planner has helped other people than Ben that I know. I, it has helped over five people in my immediate life. Wow. I need to get one. So I will say that it's not a joke. Hey, if you are looking for a birthday gift for Papa Steve, hey. <laughs> give me that passion. So the next question comes from people that actually commented on Chelsea's Instagram post. And Chelsea, do you just want to ask those questions as your question, I guess? Yeah. So the other question comes in from my coworker who's actually asked a question on here before. We were talking a lot about horoscopes today. So we want to know if you boys read your horoscope and what you feel about horoscopes. Like, do you take them seriously? Is it just kind of like, oh, I read my horoscope today? Or, you know, how do you feel about it? I'm going to knock mine out really quick. First off, my horoscope is a Gemini, right? It's based off of the time I'm born. Is that a horoscope or is that just like my sign? That's, That's your, your sign. sign. The For horoscope ho is a reading, a reading of that sign. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So as you can tell, I don't know anything about it. Also, don't really care. If something says I'm supposed to feel happy that day, I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> But I am a Gemini, and people do ask me that question. I kind of feel like I'm in the movie Boogie Nights or something. Someone walks up to me and goes, what's your sign? I do. I would say that, you know, a decent amount of the time, maybe one, three to four times a year, I'll, like, randomly look up my horoscope, and there's usually something I can connect to in it, but I also think that that's kind of the way that it's written, so... There's that. It's like a fortune cookie. I also did read that really weird book that you have, that relationship book. And that shit is on point, and that's weird. But that, like, breaks it down into, like, the weeks that you're born. And I'm the week of the genius. Suppose I'm going to peak at the age 75, so, you know. You can't wait to see Stay it with your boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long one. <laughs> go, go, yeah. It's actually, babe, it's really funny that you mentioned that book because the reason why my coworker and I even started talking about this is because she asked to see that book and I took it with me to work today and I let her borrow it. Do you know it. what it's called? Yeah, the book is called the, the Language of Relationships and I believe and love this book so much that people actually associate me with this book. Like, I've had people see this book randomly on bookshelves and stuff and text me pictures of it and it's like, oh my god, Chelsea, I saw that crazy ass book. Like, I believe in astrology so much. Like, I know about my signs. I'm a Scorpio. I was born in the week of intensity. That's why I'm a super intense person. Shout out to all my friends that deal with me. 
Um, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, dudes. Um, I follow this stuff a lot. So typically, I don't read my horoscope like on the internet because they're pretty generic and like. I just feel like I could read it and it could apply to anybody, but I definitely, like, I believe in astrology. Like, I've done a lot of studying about it, especially about relationships, and that stuff is so on point. Like, it's crazy, the stuff that I've read based on, you know, people, just the time that you're born. And Ben, what's your opinion on the shift? My mom is a very avid astrology follower and believer. So I, my, my opinion comes in is when someone reads me it, and that's that time when I am in my life supposed to hear it, then I will listen. I will never go seek it out, but I always feel like if someone's going to tell me something, there was a reason why at this time in my life somebody was going to tell me that. I got to ask a follow-up question. Do you guys think it's a girl thing? Because I've never really met any male that has ever really been into astrology or horoscopes, but I feel like girls in general take that stuff pretty seriously. So that's all the questions we have. We do have one more that kind of perfectly segues us into our recommendations for the week. So I'd like to ask everybody, and I'll go first, something that they recommend that helped them get through the week as well as a book. Because the person named Bookworm asks, what are your guys' favorite books? I love hearing Ben's audiobook recommendations, and I'm curious. (laughs) I love this question. Thank you so much whoever asked this. And Ben will be the last one, just for you, to know his book recommendations. I'll start with mine. My favorite book is probably Kitchen Confidential by my boy Anthony Bourdain. I think that that's a great kind of autobiography about his life and it's super funny and interesting and kind of a trip. And if I had to guess a book other than that, I love the book Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. Shouts out (laughs) to my girl Tina Fey. And the thing I want to recommend this week, if nobody has seen the show Nathan For You, it's on Comedy Central. It's about a comedian who kind of disguises himself as a TV host who goes into businesses and helps basically try to turn the business around with creative ideas that usually are insane plots that actually end up working. And he does these like insane schemes. He did a one that's called uh, Dumb Starbucks. If anyone's ever met me, they know about this episode of the show, but... He basically recreates Starbucks with doing parody law and just has dumb in front of everything and is able to open a Starbucks just called Dumb Starbucks with the same logos and everything and gets like national publicity about it. It's crazy. So definitely check out Nathan For You. That's a show that I've rewatched every episode of three seasons in the past like four days. So I fucking love that show. So my book comes from a school book actually that I, I came across. It's called Tending to the Wild by Kat Anderson. It's a great book about California and native plants, native foods, and uh, the different practices that were actually partaken here by native people that allowed for the landscape to truly thrive in a way that talks about things like controlled burning and actually, uh, you know, things like pruning plants and harvesting without doing it in the European way of rows and farms. So, you know, it's a pretty interesting book if you uh, have the time to read about that kind of stuff. And you had the time because it was a class that you took, correct? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's a good book. It's a good book. No, hey, if you find a book from a class that you love, go for yeah, it. Yeah, totally. And uh, so Mr. Carmack came out with a new EP this week called The Yellow EP. had about 43 tracks on it. If you don't know, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm sure that if one of his songs hasn't made it onto the mix yet, that a few will be making it on there sooner or later. Um, he did release it at a pop-up shop and only released it via USB, so it's not really uh, downloadable. You can find it on YouTube or on uh, SoundCloud. Find it on not SoundCloud, 
And also, uh, feel free to message me on SoundCloud if you'd like, because I do have a download link that I would be happy to share. Oh, wow. Nice. My mom would be proud to hear this, but I actually, I read quite a bit. My mom has like a whole library in her house, so I definitely grew up reading a lot of books. And I can't pick a favorite book, but I do have two favorite authors. I have their complete collections. Those would be Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland, Through the Looking Glass, and Edward Allan Poe. And then also somebody that I've been reading a lot lately um, is, I'm probably going to say his name wrong, um, but it's Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a Vietnamese Buddhist monk, um, and he writes a lot of Buddhist books. Um, but for a lot of you that were interested in, I guess, kind of our self-care talk today, and um, that's definitely something that would probably stimulate you guys because um, it's more about like personal philosophy and just like developing your inner being. It's not really, you know, there's Buddhism doesn't really have like a lot of religious aspect to it. It's more about like personal philosophy. So I find those books really interesting. Um, something that helps me get through the week. I've been listening to this new, well, I don't know if she's new, a female artist uh, pretty recently. Her name's Callie Uchis. I think I'm saying that right. All these complex names I can't pronounce. Um, she has a song called Loner that I'm, I've probably listened to it like 20 times a day since I heard it a couple weeks ago. So that's a great song. Great. And Ben? Love this segment. I can but really get used to this segment. Bill Gates said the single way to advance yourself is to read 10 books a year. If you seriously want to change something about yourself, read more. And Bill Gates, I say to you, I will listen more. I will Boom. probably never read again. Never I will reading listen text. to audiobooks forever. All right. Uh, for this part, my favorite book of all time has been The Alchemist. Okay. This book is fictional, but gives you so many lessons that you can apply to your everyday life, especially as somebody who's very serious on success as I am, uh, gave me a lot of different things to think about. And it's actually one of the only books that I've been okay with listening to twice. Might even listen to a third time. I have a really hard time reading something over again. Um, if you want to get a little bit of a different feel, uh, I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell fan, and after I read The Tipping Point, that really changed a lot of the perspectives of the world that I was kind of looking at, because he's just a very like thought-out, calculated author, where he gives you hard examples that really back up his points. Like He's very much like, this is my thesis, this is my examples. And he does so in a really fun way. So The Tipping Point was an amazing book to listen to. And just another recommendation, if you have a lot of time on your hands and you want a really great fiction novel, listen to The Player of Games. Mm. It's a mind trip, and it's all about this one guy who is the master of playing all games, and he's taken on a crazy quest. But it also has a lot of uh, values that I've been able to apply to my life, and... For this segment, I am looking forward to bringing more books back. I remember last week I said if anybody could guess the audiobook that I'm listening to, I would air it out, but nobody, nobody has guessed. guessed it. So that's still up for grabs if anybody can guess the next book I'm listening to. That's like a one in a billion <laughs> chance. There's so many books out there. But I'll buy you the audiobook if you guess it. Is there a hint? 
gonna yeah, the, the hint was it's about an historical figure. Nelson oh, Mandela. No. Whoa, you're not getting an audio book. <laughs> take a guess, take a guess. Uh, it's about a historical figure? Yeah. Hitler. No, no it's not Mein Kampf, although that was my guess last week. I will say that Sam's actually on the right path. It's not I, a popular I, I historical. I think that's what I figured. Yeah, I, it's not I, somebody that I really want I, to say. I feel like you want to, you want, you're studying something that is, you, yeah. Not really popular, but it's understandable. I just know that there's some people out there that be like, why the hell are you listening about this guy? Will you just tell us? No, that's the fun no. of it. So, we're going to dive straight into plugs. This is the section where we get to give time to everybody who took time for us to be on the show and let them know where we can find their stream of consciousness on the internet. I'll start. As always, you can follow me at StephenBaker8 on Twitter. That's Stephen with a PH. Baker is in the profession. 8 as in the number. You can always follow the podcast at TBFT Podcast on Twitter, as well as always submit your questions and feedback to twobrokefortherapy.com under the Submit a Question tab. Thank you guys so much again for listening this week and all the feedback that you gave us last week, and that's just a little thank you from me. And also from me as well, shout out to Vincent Cuenca, who made an awesome album cover that we're going to use for this week in honor of Views being released. Ben, would you like to plug up yourself? Yes. I've said this a few times. <laughs> oh God, that sounded awful. Plug up yourself. <laughs> Just plug it up, baby. <laughs> oh God. Get plugged. Just cut the butt plug. Uh, not Jesus, me. Jesus, Sam. He's going to cut it out anyways. <laughs> We're talking about He's leaving shit that shit in. Butt plug. Yeah, that's what they said about the butt plug. Anyway, <laughs> now I will. Okay. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Benessy, B-E-N-N-E-S-S-E-Y underscore. Uh, check me out on Twitter, my full name, Benjamin Simons. Last name is spelled S-I-M-O-N-S, not Simmons. It's Simons. It is Simons. Find me on LinkedIn, yo. How did they find you on LinkedIn? LinkedIn.com slash Simons.Benjamin, I'm pretty sure. All right, chill. I like people using the LinkedIn stuff the on the show. professional networks. Hell yeah. You got a good picture on there? I do. Yeah. Lewis's LinkedIn, our, our buddy Lewis, is hilarious. We gotta, I'll show it to you guys after the show. <laughs> Chelsea, what do you got to plug? So you can follow me on Instagram. I'm not really active on anything else. I know I mentioned a Facebook earlier, but don't add me on that because I don't post anything. Um, but my Instagram name is just c.jane. Super simple. And we're going to pass it over to Sam real quick, who will also introduce the mix. Uh, Producer Sam, thanks for being here as always. And... Tell us a little bit about where we can find more of Zonderwave. What's up, guys? Zonderwave uh, here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Xander.Wave. Uh, That's X-A-N-D-E-R dot W-A-V. And you can also find me, same thing, on SoundCloud. Yeah, mix this week's going to be pretty interesting. I will say I've been a little low on the SoundCloud lately. I'm about to graduate, so just hold out. i got some stuff to take care of over the next couple of weeks, but uh, there will be some more content on there for, up for you guys soon. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it this week. You guys got to wait till he's 75. That's when he's going to peak. you got to remember. That's important. you got to really hold on to the SoundCloud. Uh, he'll post it soon enough. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll dive into the mix. And we'll be back next week with a guest. And, and as always, remember, we are not therapists. We do not have degrees. But Sam is about to get one, and so is Chelsea. So we kind of have degrees. I think legally we have to say that, but I'm pretty sure they figured it out. <laughs> we're not therapists. I'm a doctor. <laughs> we can I'm not a therapist, advice. but I'm a doctor. <laughs>
You know, I do fly everywhere under the alias Dr. Stephen Baker. It's on like every ticket I buy, it says Dr. Stephen Baker because I love going to the ticket lady and having her be like, oh, thank you, Dr. Baker. And I always look at her and I go, I know it's hard to believe. And I, if, it, if the plane ever goes down and people are like, is there a doctor on board? I am just going to be like, I'm a doctor in economics. Uh, but we are not therapists. If we are not therapists. I'm riding around in my 
girls I What you waiting for? We're riding around just to get by What the fuck you waiting for? I'm riding around in my cars low What you waiting for? I feel like I hit the lotto What you waiting for? I'm riding around in my girls I
with your niggas if you run up. Tryna act hard with your gun up. I shoot your son up, grind to the sun up. Little finger flash, that's a one up. I'm a young brother, dog got mother. Curry said, cut him with his brother. Lead them boys wet like water. Off with his neck, post it with his set. I don't take kind of the threats, take kind of the threats. Ratchet for life, I'm hood. Tryna smoke bad, but I'm good. Bust a nigga head for the cake. Jumping over gates, can't wait. Nine to the face, fuck nigga, you ain't safe. sudden like hmm my mum don't know your mum stop telling man you're my cousin i got day ones and i got new ones no fake ones trust no one this boy better know till i die trying to run up in the bank like bonnie and clyde cause man get money with the gang man get girls with the gang man eat food with the gang man talk slang to the feds can't work out what i just said to a man told me you was a big fan but the first thing you said when you saw me is can i get a pick for the gram i was like nah sorry man i only socialize with the group and the gang whoa guess who's back came a long way from sitting in the flats Came a long way from when whites never used to mix with blacks Now all my white niggas and my black mates, we got the game on smash 
I used to rate your page on MySpace, but you never stayed on track. Upset cause your wife is a fan. She done with a little boy and she wants to be with a man. Told my accountant, do me a transfer, cause I wanna buy some land. You and I have got different plans. Real madman, I might go St. Anne's. No triple A pass, no wristbands. You are not man, them, you are not gang. That's Russell Watts still popping shots, speed whipping coke in your pasta pots. They said fell off for him, not as high. Lines at my shows be around the block. Fuck a chopper, let's pop a bottle. My wife a gangster, not just a model. I'm a beast, nigga. It's hard to follow at peace, nigga. Eat the hollow. Been some places, I'll be some cases. Dunkin' KO, I see they faces. Run the play up, I see the major six numbers. Nigga, this shit is basic. Invest the keys, make several G's. All on a recipe to make SSC. Talking person, no text me. You know, chess gotta stand next to me. Rapper diss me, I'ma let them know. Pull up your schedule, come to your show. Buy a ticket on the front row, then beat your ass so everybody know. You motherfuckers can't play with me. Don't LOL and JK with me. Tell the truth, what amazes me. To be myself, I get paid to be. You motherfuckers act fake for free, so you fuck niggas, stay away from me. Getting money sound great to me. I'ma get these peace from A to Z. Come to your town and it's going down. Free Gucci posters all in the crowd. My smoke volume, super loud. My personal is like a half a pound. Festivals all across the globe, met a lot of people, there's a lot to know Wanna be the man, that's a lot to grow, nobody alive, gonna stop the show Switching the flow up, you rappers all hoe up I see you in person, you act like you know us, don't dap us or show us no love Nigga, fuck all y'all, still young, flock with the sawed off Brick squad, we're a global name for hoes and fame, you niggas going insane To the cold, that's loyalty, bring lawyer fees and royalty Lost hella weight, but I'm still eating, hold my calls, I'm in the meat Winning season, I'm getting even against the eyes. Time finish breathing. Hey. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for him. Because I'm your parents like Bernie Sanders. No, probably not. No, not a lot of parents like Bernie Sanders. Hey, he's Who Jewish. Jewish. What are they like? My dad's Republican. Yeah. Your dad's Republican? Oh, yeah. Does he like Donald Trump? No. What's he doing? He doesn't like anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what so many parents are saying. They're like, I don't like any of them. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to vote. Like, my dad would be the dude who'd probably vote for, like, Kasich or something. <laughs> Straight yeah, up. Ted Cruz. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't vote for Ted Cruz, but he doesn't vote Donald Trump. I mean, like, I feel like Ted he Cruz does accept so Bernie Sanders for who he is. But that's because me and my brother have kind of thrown him down his throat. Gotcha. You're, you're a Bernie Sanders fan? <laughs> He's my best option. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best option. Definitely. Okay. Okay. My Sorry, brother I... is a very strong advocate, though. I just yeah, am... Go Brad. I'm just a very, like... <laughs> I, I, hope I, like... I hope you're breaking the rules and telling them high school kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you're 18. You've got to vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. I need to no, you're... That was great. I didn't mean to ask you yeah. that. I'm sorry. I was wondering. My, okay, side note. My mom was an avid Donald Trump fan. Oh, no. <laughs> and for the course of, like, two months after she told me this, every conversation I would have with her was, are you still a fan of Donald Trump? And I think I had one moment at home with her where we sat down, and I explained to her, I was like, okay, Mom, I need to know what exact points about Donald Trump you identify with. And she named the, I don't want a presidential president, I don't want any enemies and he's going to go over there and tell them how it is. And I like that he is able to say the things that are on his mind and not feel the repercussions of it. 
And I said, okay, mom, we had a whole discussion about fear and the other and how he's building off this and all that type of thing. And she was able to like, okay, I understand. And we had a good conversation about it. And now she says she's not a fan of Donald Trump. Wow, you converted somebody. I did. Thank you. Every time I try to talk to a Donald Trump supporter, even in my own family, like, they literally just go crazy and start saying the things that Donald Trump says. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm in your family. Why are you attacking me for being a socialist, trying to live off the government, blah, 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 blah. I'm not... You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just... it's I feel like they're speaking Donald Trump quotes, and I cannot handle it. That's why, honestly, I have a Facebook now, and... All the stuff about Donald Trump makes me want to delete my Facebook. I only have 15 friends <coughs> and I already want to delete it and hide in a hole because it's just terrifying. You're fired. Um, that's a Donald Trump quote for you. Oh, <laughs> I did not know. All my friends who make podcasts, they make the best podcast. They tell me that Two Roper Therapy is the best podcast. 